SheQuest podcast is heart-opening dialogues for self-identified women on a SheQuest, a movement moving forward, striving to live aware, bold, and whole. Welcome. We bow to her who is at once most gentle and most fierce, Devi Mahatmaya. Hi, SheQuest. Welcome to SheQuest Podcast. I'm your host, Estelle Thompson. A brand new month at SheQuest. Yay! This next series of podcast shows is titled Fire as Agent of Self-Transformation, the Durga Initiation. This month, we explore and dive deep in the world of our inner strength, inner warrior slash mother, and ultimate compassion. And for me, that means going beyond seeing our bodies as just robots going on about life, well, lifeless, and instead seeing the big full spectrum picture on ways we can ferociously transform into our utmost sparkly and radiant self. And perhaps most importantly, seeing one's life with an ultimate compassion lens. My hope is this, that through this podcast and our guests this month, you start tapping into the primordial fire and all the fire keepers past, present, and future, and start seeing the necessity of your heart and body as a kind of fire pit (laughs) that burns limiting beliefs and demons so that you have ways to transcend whatever comes at you with your inner strength, courage, and ferocity. This month in my solo show, I want to speak of my own Durga initiation. Who is Durga and how our fire can help you empower your most radical aspirations and guide you through your most conflict-ridden life with passion and gutso. Let's do this, Durgas. Because being on a SheQuest is striving to live aware, bold, and whole, I always start with asking myself what makes me feel alive today. Uh, Well, packing for India (laughs) makes me feel alive. The warmth of my house and the fact that I'm recording this in PJs. (laughs) Om Dum Durgaye Namaha is a mantra I've used for many years now to call in the goddess Durga, a figure and archetype who has truly been an instrumental goddess in my feminine rising. But who is Durga and what does she have anything to do with me stepping in more fully in my power and body? And also fire. There is an omnipresent aspect of the fire element when we study Durga, and I wanted to make sure you were aware of its powers. If you have been following these podcasts since the beginning, you will know that last month our theme was the Linus's War, and I just love to piggyback, you know, on last month to this month's theme with the same metaphor because wouldn't you know that the goddess Durga is the warrior goddess of protection, inner strength, ferocity, and transformation as she rides a roaring lion whose manes foams like the ocean waves. Durga embodies liberation and power. To be honest, she's my emblem for SheQuest. Well, along with her best friends are Swati, Lakshmi, and the all-pervasive Shakti. Durga is really important in that 
she embodies the aspects of death, of dark and destruction that is needed in any type of transformation and initiation and, well, working with our shadows and demons. My teacher, Ashley Turner, which, by the way, I'm so excited. I'm working on having her on this very podcast, tells us of my favorite story about Durga. See, Durga is always called on when all the other gods haven't been answering your taxes. Like, <laughs> she's, she's the one that comes with, like, all else has failed. So Durga comes, and like I've just said, she's riding a roaring lion, and she has 10 arms, 10 heavily armed arms. Like she has a sword in there and everything else you can imagine, a slicer and everything else. And Durga is always ready for battle. She comes and she looks at your demons straight in the eyes. And with all her armor, like she slices them in two and she decapitates them and there is like blood everywhere. It's, ugh, it's pretty gnarly. But then she realizes that some of the demons that have fallen on the floor, they're kind of rebirthed into like baby demons. So now there's like double and triple the amount of like demons around her. So now she's fighting everyone at the same time and she's becoming really overwhelmed. So she says, fuck it. And with her third eye comes bursting forth the goddess Kali, which side note in your she deck, she fierce is Kali and she heroine is Durga, the aspect of Durga. And Kali, who's not often, often talked about, although she is like the most destructive and scary of all goddesses. And she finally slices away like all the heads and they are gone and we've eliminated all our demons. <laughs> I'm super proud to have partnered with Hippie, a Canadian skincare company, and offering you 30% off all their products. I've been using Hippie Groovy Glow, Pore Hustler, and Jomo Mask, and I've completely fell in love with this not only natural clean, but sulfate-free, alcohol-free, and did I say Canadian product? Hippie's mission is to simplify your skincare routine and bring practical, effective solutions to your moody skin. Their belief is that feeling beautiful in your own skin is a right, not a privilege. Hippie is offering SheQuest podcast listeners 30% off with the coupon SheQuest30. Go to www.hippies, that's H I pbees.com and claim your 30% off any product in their shop today. That's SheQuest30, S-H-E-Q-U-E-S-T-30. I'm really excited to bring this mindful and sustainable plant-based skincare in the SheQuest family. Enjoy glowing skin. Bye. So this duo, and by the way, I love that, I love that Durga who like, gets help. I love that the most, you know, warrior-like of goddess still needs help, you know? And a big work, I think, in Shikwa sometimes is like this, like asking for help. Like Durga won't come if you don't ask her to come. And Durga won't call on Kali if she's like so completely overwhelmed. Like there's like this aspect of asking. But 
both represent really this like ability for discernment and drawing firm boundaries and to literally like decapitate and behead that which no longer serves. Ah, what a story. I love this story. Now, there's this aspect, this like really like fierce aspect about her, obviously, Durga and like this inner strength really that puts her in this like warrior category and obviously with all her arms and all her like, (laughs) you know, tools that she uses to, you know, fight. But within that fierceness is a gentleness as as well to her, which I'd love to elaborate here. So as a young woman myself, I've always understood compassion as helping others before myself. I've also understood that this is very much praised and valued in society as as the role of, you know, caregiver in women. It's very much expected of us as women that we take care of everyone. (laughs) But just like strength, we need, need to wind our lens on what it means to be compassionate as women. And the goddess Durga is this emblem you know, of the mother as well. And she signifies this ultimate compassion. I love that word, you know, ultimate before compassion, because like really ultimate, it's like compassion is helping others, but ultimate compassion, it's helping myself before others, like putting on my oxygen mask before others. And I I can only help others, you know, as much as I've helped myself, you know, and this aspect of the mother and Daria really teaches us that when we are so committed to love, we are not afraid to draw clear boundaries. And again, like slice away that which no longer serves the fertile heart of our truth. When we face the most ferocious challenge in life, uh, we call upon Durga's really this this motherly love that she has to set us free. And in a way, we become our own mother. We are humbled. All we can do is, is ask for help to, you know, and then we can pierce through the negative forces and habits and limiting beliefs holding us prisoner of our own minds and our own hearts. In 2012, I had really a life-shifting experience. I gave birth prematurely to my son, Tommy. And for two and a half years after that, we were in and out of appointments and hospital. And I mean, I was juggling being a you know, first-time mom to my son, Isaiah, as well, my firstborn, who was only nine months apart from my second-born, Tommy. And looking back, you know, and this was all, I'll put in the show note, my documentary, it's a 30-minute CBC documentary about kind of my journey into this, really, this documentary is my Durga initiation in a way. But, you know, Tommy's birth really, again, really was an initiation for me. And I call it Durga initiation because... I mean, eventually his death too was an initiation, but I think initially his birth is really when I started like my crawling on my knees moment and moments where I needed to ask for help. Like I needed my village, 
like I needed help. I, I couldn't do it all by myself. And I was almost like forced into this dimension that was really, um, like, I, I, I really love this like metaphor. Like I was, I was crawling, you know, and I was on complete survival mode as well. I mean, I had no self-care routine, none, because all my energies were put on my two little boys. And one of them, one of the little boys, you know, needed extensive nursing. And I don't just mean like nursing feeding, like I mean nursing like a nurse would. So, you know, obviously back then I couldn't have said, oh yeah, I'm going through a Durga initiation now. (laughs) No, (laughs) but looking back, you know, during that time, really like all my demons came out. Um, All my demons. (laughs) I felt really helpless and hopeless in my grief. I, I felt alone. Interrupting this incredibly heart-opening episode to let you know about my new yoga channel. If you're listening to this podcast as a SheQuest member, this feature is included with the Membership Sisterhood community. Yay! More than 10 yoga practices and curated yoga playlists for each class. Classes and programs are being uploaded on a monthly basis. If you aren't part of the membership and would like to try the yoga channel, this option is now available. Use the coupon SheYoga, that's S-H-E-Y-O-G-A, all big letters, to get one month free and tell the women and men you know and love about this stunning opportunity to develop a home yoga practice. SheQuest membership doors will open again in January, but until then, enjoy my yoga channel and say yes to moving, yes to connecting with your body, and yes to SheQuest. Now back to our ever-expanding conversation. But little by little, I was able to evolve and transform, reminding myself of what was, you know, what lit me up. And I think that's like how I survived was like doing a little bit of what lit me up every day. And this is where I want to speak of this element of fire that's so prominent when we study Durga and we allow her presence in our lives because Durga and yoga philosophy reminds us that when we are filled, like we are filled with fire, fiery energy, we are fire and Durga tells us to to not dissipate, you know, to not waste away. And there was really a time when I look back, you know, at that time in my life where I was in and out of NICUs. And I mean, I was completely wasting away. And there was actually one of the nurses there that had told these very words to my dad. We're like, we're really worried about your daughter. We feel she's like wasting away. Like I was just so separate from being in, in my body. And Durga and the fire element of our lives really tells us to like, do not burn out (laughs) and rather like hold on to this little flicker of a flame, this little flicker of a candle and, you know, to, to let your insides be full of, of warmth and, and let yourself be awakened to, to feel alive again. Yeah, it's a really powerful thing. I perhaps, you know, you know, like look back and ask yourself, like, 
did I ever go through like Durga initiations, like moments in my life where I was like completely just brought down to my knees, moments where I had to ask for help, moments where I had to learn, relearn to mother myself. Looking back, Durga showed me, you know, during this time to really become full of inner strength. You know, I became an advocate for my my son. I had to repeatedly defend and protect him. And I did become my own mother's mother when I reminded myself to sneak away from the hospital to, you know, go take a yoga class in town or to just be home and like tint my eyebrows or <laughs> little moments like this, you know, put my essential oils like that, you know, in a way... and. I, I got to have my power back in those moments, these little bubbles that I made myself. And in that way, I was able to not dissipate fully and, you know, start to feel alive again, even though my life was just full of stress and full of conflicts. So in my favorite books about goddesses, and by the way, those goddesses, I'm going to study them even further when I'm going to India in a couple of days. Um, and this book, Awakening Shakti by Sally Captain, uh, says this. It's one of my favorite lines of the whole Durga passage. It says, Durga's battle cries, yes. She manifests as a surge of courage. She says, yes, you can. Yes, you can. So now I ponder, kind of throwing back like the ball at you. What is your relationship to this goddess of inner strength, this goddess of ultimate compassion, you know, what is your take on compassion for you? Um, I find in my life, there's three ways in which I, I practice Durga on almost like a daily, weekly basis. The simple self-inquiries, like what is the major inner uh, obstacle I face right now in my life? Um, in our membership group, we do this through our workbook. Uh, we do this through an exercise called the high hope drawing, where we pinpoint a problem in our lives. And we do this, of course, through the shadow work part. Another ways that I nurture my relationship with Durga is just by listening to my heart's fire and tending to it lights me up. <laughs> and this literally revs up the you know, primordial fire, this internal fire inside me uh, and keeps hope alive. I have a great in my yoga channel, I have a great mini meditation program that's called Anatomy of the Yogi's Heart. And so if listening to your heart is really abstract to you, I really, really recommend going to check out that program. And the last way in which, you know, I connect with the Durga in me is I I give my problem up to the universe. Like I just, I give it, I give it to Durga and she'll slice the demons for you, you know? And there's a bit of surrendering really when, you know, we truly start, you know, working with this Durga aspect uh, of us. So looking back, you know, is there a moment in your life where you have gone through a Durga initiation. And as you listen to this podcast, there are probably already things that are popping up, like really, you know, distinct moments in your life. You know, how how does Durga show up for you? Is there a moment where you've started awakening to this like fiery and fierce fire inside, you know? 
This week, our grounding practice is to go out in a nature walk solo and chant Hum Dum Durgaye Namaha, Hum Dum Durgaye Namaha at least nine times. And that just means I bow to Durga, who is most gentle and most fierce. And you could also chant this, obviously, internally to yourself uh, in a comfortable seat. But I really recommend kind of remember she's riding a rowing lion. So Durga is not quiet and shy here. <laughs> so glad to have introduced you perhaps to one of my favorite goddess. Ugh, let's face it. They're all my favorite. Find more uh, on the Durga initiation and ways to evoke her through our Chicas course platform this month. You can always find me on EstelleThompson.com or on Instagram at Estelle.Thompson, where I'm most active. I'm going to India in two days. I'll be reporting on my blog, so make sure you check out this as well. I love you. I love you. I love you. Bye. See you next time. This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.